It's indisputable. Good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today, a lot to talk about. Breaking down news of the day with me, I got Morgan Harper, US Senate candidate. This is going to be a hot one, all right? Also, debating me in the bullpen, PhD in economics from Harvard, Harvard lecturer. Uh, his name is Stan Volger. We're gonna talk about taxation under under the Trump administration uh, and beyond. Should be interesting. Top story of today, a black woman who passes as a white woman hears the true conversations of bigoted white people and is shocking. All right, you see the picture. She said, and I quote to her neighbor, I took off my gloves squatted down to give the dogs a really good scratching around their ears and felt the sound on my back, what could be better? And then my neighbor said, why do you have a Black Lives Matter sign on your front lawn when all those people do is kill each other? My lovely day screeched to a halt, you know I'm black, right? This was just the tip of the iceberg of what she experiences in these particular conversations. Now what she's able to reveal in her amazing op-ed is the reality of the different conversations and the variations of racism that exist and coexist inside of communities that live among a diverse culture. According to her neighbor, you should not say black lives matter. Because black people kill each other. Here's a fact, white on white crime and black on black crime is very close. You have a statistical difference of between five to 8% depending on what year you survey for the model. Have you ever heard of the terminology white on white crime? No, you know why? Because when white people commit crime, it's just crime. When black people commit crime, all of a sudden blackness has something to do with the criminal act. I do not allow my college students to say words like black on black crime. They cannot cite that in their research in my classroom. They are guaranteed to fail my program if they cite foolishness like that in their research. It gets deeper. She goes back to kindergarten. And she tells this story, she says, my kindergarten teacher did not feel it was appropriate for a black child to learn and play with white children. She left me inside the classroom on my own while other students played. Systemic racism in the school system still exists. It existed back then for her. Put a picture up again. Miriam Zenter. Well, Miriam, we're gonna tell your story today. We're gonna help echo what you've already said. She said, I stood by my window and cried. This one, she was a child. My parents complained to the principal, a child of Italian immigrants, and he stepped in. I was then, only then, permitted to play with my classmates, worried that my teacher would not engage me in the same way she did with the other students. My parents worked with me on my alphabet, math, and reading every night. After dinner, I excelled. Living as a black woman who looks white has allowed me to experience white privilege firsthand. Because people assume I am white, it is assumed I am honest. 
smart and trustworthy. Let me remind people of the dynamic we call privilege. Some white people are offended by that. If you are an ally of me, you understand. And you know what that privilege is for you. You are well aware of it. Maybe I can utilize another term that you would feel more comfortable with, white preference. That you are giving preference because of your whiteness. And then the Tucker Carlson's of the world, they will cite some obscure white person and say, well, this person is white and they're not doing as good as this other black person. That is a microcosm to explain a macrocosm. And the truth is, statistically, it is what it is, okay? Uh, many times I've thought to myself, if I look black, how would these people treat me? And I have known without a shadow of a doubt that I will be treated with disdain or suspicion or as a criminal. I know in many instances that if I look black, the police would have been called to question me. And this sickens and angers me. How many of our black brothers and sisters have had the police called on them simply for the act of living their lives. Miriam Zenter is a black woman who presents as a white woman. She began her career as a community organizer, was the executive director of a non for profit neighborhood organization, became the senior housing programmer for the city of Rochester and now works in the housing finance sector. She sees systemic racism all day. Morgan, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, it's interesting because I also present in a racially ambiguous way, though I'm black. And you know, I can attest in terms of people opening up to you in a different way when they don't necessarily feel like they're going to be, that they're talking to somebody that they view as fully black or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to put it as. And, you know, I also think, though, that's, and I identified with this in Miriam's piece about feeling an obligation to, push a little bit, push people to, to assess what some of their biases are and also advocate for our community in a strong way because I know I have access because of certain privileges and how I look. And you know, it, it, another thing I would just note is this is you know, one of the issues that I've made as a forefront of my political career so far is talking about things like systemic reparations. And when we first were deciding whether to do that, I had Black folks that were saying, it's like, you're too light to talk about reparations. And it's like, <laughs> well, no, actually, that is exactly why I feel an obligation to be talking about that because I'm making the case based in data, based in history, and they're gonna be different people that are listening to me and assessing that argument based on my appearance. That's just fact. So uh, yeah, a lot of what you know Miriam was writing about resonated for me. Very well said. And I would like to echo this to our allies and our white brothers and sisters who are down. Uh, and they would like to see a better society. They would like to see a more progressive policy framework. One of the best things you can do is check your white friends and check your white family members and check the norms of racial bias that exist in our social construct. You have the power to do that. They may be in small ways, but I guarantee you, if we all work together against the common enemy, that common enemy becomes less and less impactful by the year. Let me highlight a very good story. Megan, the graduate, 
So proud of Megan Thee Stallion. Let me give you the background to this story. What a remarkable story and example for the ages. Megan Thee Stallion is now a college graduate crossing the stage at Texas Southern University. Big ups to HBCUs, I'm an HBCU professor. Texas Southern University on Saturday in cap and gown to receive her diploma. The Grammy winning rapper earned a Bachelor of Science degree in health administration. There's a reason, now watch how she connects it back to her passion. She earned a Bachelor of Science degree in health administration, a goal she set to honor both her late mother and her late grandmother. She said, and I quote, I want to get my college degree because I really want my mom to be proud. The artist 26 years of age told people last year, she saw me going to school before she passed. Her mother, Holly Thomas, died in March 2019 following a battle with brain cancer. Her late mother was a teacher. Uh, Let's put up Megan Thee Stallion, one of her Twitter posts, all right? That's a happy young lady, she'll be proud of herself. And let me also remind everyone she did not take a traditional route. She went to multiple institutions, she had ebb and flow, she had ups and downs. But guess what, damn it, she got her college degree today. Nobody can take that away from her, now she's going to put it to use. She said in one of her tweets, good morning hotties, it's graduation day. Megan Thee Stallion wrote on Twitter with the hashtag Megan the Graduate. She celebrated her achievement by sharing some photos and writing, we did it hotties. That is an affectionate term for her followers, all right? Let's show another picture, I'm very proud of the university for embracing this moment. That's the president of the college, by the way. As for her post-graduation plans, she already got them. What's her post-graduation plans? She already has a new goal in mind. She said, and I quote, I really wanted to be an administrator over a hospital. That was a desire she already had. But I knew I still wanted to be Megan the Stallion. So how is she combining these worlds? I was like, what can I do? She told people. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna open up an assistant living facility and use the money that I make from rapping to open it. And then I'm gonna let my classmates run it. All right, so we're all of the people that moralized against my dear sister, Megan Thee Stallion. We're all of the naysayers. Hmm? I thought action spoke louder than words. Morgan, thoughts? Well, I love Megan Thee Stallion, so Mm -hmm. congrats to her. And what a message, because so often I think we're, we're seeing images of, okay, if you get money, if you're famous, that's the, that's the only goal that matters. And to, to see someone who already has those things and decided she wanted to continue to finish her degree and then what she's gonna do with it. I mean, if there is an issue that is one of the things I think is most urgent in our country, it's figuring out how to take care of our elderly. Especially people, you know, I'm 38, we're looking ahead, the boomer generation that is gonna need a lot of support so that she's looking to open up an assisted care facility with that with that degree and then also use her money towards that. Wow, I mean, incredible, so inspiring. 
Amazing, and, and you gotta know she's going to do it. I mean, the young lady, while she's at the height of her career, still finished a four year program. Four year uh -huh. programs are difficult. Sometimes graduate programs are easier than finishing up that entire four years. So big ups to her for making it happen and sticking to it. Okay, uh, there's a Karen we highlighted. He decided to put my name in his mouth. So here's what we're gonna do. This particular Karen, San Diego anti-vaxxer. His name is Jason Robo. Jason Robo was at one of these board meetings, went on another one of his infamous anti-mask, anti-vax rants, decided to put my name in it. Here it is. I'm Jason Robo, 94% CDC says have pre-existing conditions. Dr. Nowak was just murdered. Uh, he did a presentation as a doctoral thesis on graphene hydroxide as micro razor blades that are in the vaccines. Omicron is an anagram for moronic, so that's a fun fact. Uh, we showed you guys pandemic indoctrination. Obviously, you're pro-medical tyranny. This is an inside jab. You want to invade our immune systems. You might as well uh, make brooms illegal so we could sell more vacuums. Yeah, this is a war, and war is confusion, that's the etymology. Speaking of uh, confusion, lies, I was in the Young Turks, Dr. Rashad Ritchie said that I was at the city council, I'm a Trumper, and my radio show is canceled, that's not true. Newsweek also said that his show is called Indisputable, apparently not. Oh, I'm gonna have fun with this one. Okay, yeah, Newsweek did say your show was canceled, sir. If you've been able to create another show, another platform, good for you. Uh, let me take you back to the original reporting of Jason Robo. Here it is. So I'd like to call you Lawson Reamer, you're a little monkey. I'd like to see you hang from a tree. And then Wooten, you're Aunt Jemima. And uh, yeah, syrup won't sweeten and cause your diabetic sorry, coma fast I'm enough sorry, either. You are not allowed to say that to her. You are not oh, allowed well, to I say that to her. I can't say that you're a fat you piece of shit. You are the not first time allowed to say that. Oh no. No, I'm they actually responded. Let's have a dialogue. The chair is not here. I'm going to ask you to apologize to her. No. You are not allowed. You are not allowed to talk to her that way. You are not allowed to talk to her that way. Uh, this male Karen, um, who was in San Diego during a city council meeting where board members voted 3-2-2 in favor of vaccine mandates for new employees. Well, he had a problem with this, okay? All right, so who is he? His name is Jason Robo, who according to his website, get this, he's a personal trainer, he's a comedian, he's a fire dancer, and a radio DJ who also ran for city council last year unsuccessfully. Mr. Fire Dancing, comedian, personal trainer, Radio DJ, failed politician extraordinaire. You are my Karen of the day. Yeah, I stand by everything I said, 100%. Let's put up his pictures again. Let's do that. No news value. Just wanted to do that. All right, Morgan, am I out of line here for calling out individuals who spew extreme rhetoric in public spaces? No, I mean this is that was a dark, dark piece. And you know, mm -hmm. and here's the and here's the main point is look, 
People have different views on the vaccines, right? We know that, I'm in Ohio, many different views. It sounds like San Diego's in a similar place. But you can express those views without insulting people and sitting elected officials. And so shout out to the woman who stood up for her colleagues and was telling him that that was not appropriate. But we need to find a way to come together right now because yeah, we have a lot of folks that are the loudest in the room that are trying to just take people down. And that's not about a difference of opinion, that's about hate and that's gotta be stopped in its tracks. Very well said. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We still got a lot of show left. Let me remind everyone about Aspiration. Are you looking to offset your carbon footprint and be more sustainable as an adult? Now, Aspiration card holders can partake. In the Plant Your Change program, double your impact by rounding up your change and planting an additional tree with every qualifying transaction. Really dope idea here. If you already have an aspiration spend and save account, just log on to your profile, go to manage and enable plant your change. Even if you're not an aspiration card holder, you can still plant your change. Sign up now, aspiration.com forward slash TYT. Okay, the gift that keeps on giving. We're talking about right here, a TYT gift. We know the holidays can be fun, fun dinners, depending on who's at the table. <laughs> and it can feel like its own version of the bullpen. This holiday season, learn how to ace those dinners and be indisputable. By gifting a TYT membership, go to tyt.com forward slash gift. Let me tell you, this is the most versatile gift in the world. You give a TYT membership or gift to somebody that you love and to somebody you hate. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Curl Dragon says, Hey, y'all, hope you're surviving, if not thriving. Happy to catch you live, Dr. Richie, learning how to back up my heart with facts from you. Boom, love learning how to back up my heart with facts from you. Thank you for that. All right, Mickey C the Silver Hair Dragon. Yes, there's a black on black, yes, there's black on black crime. Uh, just as there's white on white crime, Asian on Asian crime, Latino on Latino, etc. Most crimes occur within one's community. That's a fact that far too many ignore. That's right. That's a real fact. But the only narrative that connects race on race is black folk. Okay, you have to fight against that. Uh, there's a great book called No BS. Uh, BS stands for bad, uh, bad statistics, and it shows you how they utilize the statistical game in order to paint adverse narratives for Black people in particular. Uh, there's one Pew Research that was done that highlighted uh, divorce rates among Black folk. On page 16 of that same study from Pew Pew Research, it showed that black fathers actually spent more quality time with their children than any other demographic in the United States of America. That made no headlines, page 16. Nobody highlighted that, but it was right in the report, okay? All right, um, Lynn says, Megan the Stallion's graduation will positively impact so many people. Such good news, that's right, and she's owning it. She's owning it, she's not, oh yeah, I did this thing, you know, it's okay. I gotta keep, I gotta keep being Megan the Stallion. She's not doing that, she's connecting all of it and saying this is totally me. All of this is me, college educated, entertainer, it's all me, good for her. All right, Ocam's, Ocam's taser, that dude is just a bad comedian, <laughs> the male Karen. <laughs> 
Yeah. Michelle King Hart, I love the way Megan is making her own path and owning her success. Sister is killing it. That's right. She is. Jewy Jitsu guy. I got my Antica hoodie today. Excited to open up the new local chapter in my town. <laughs> That's right. Anti-Karen shirts. I love them. We need to start anti-Karen chapters. All right. Progressive B. A few years on the TYT app, four months, Bezos Bucks, and one huge new fan of Dr. Richie. Thank you for joining the TYT crew. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. All right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Oh no, okay. Right for you to be here. Okay. Okay. Disrespectful, go to your own floor or Okay, who is this person? Okay, who is this person? Okay, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Okay, we got you. What else do you want? We're being really nice to you. They know where. Really nice. You screamed at my daughter. I screamed at her. <laughs> I screamed at her. Be quiet. Yeah, yeah. So who is screaming? Yeah. <laughs> really? Get the f away from us. You are not respecting our boundaries. We got six feet here. You're not six feet from our home. Get away. Okay. okay. On Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. A boat. Oh. oh. oh my God. Okay. What's the problem? Oh really? Your dog? Why are you like that? Because yeah, we're being day. so nice to you. You're not. This is not your mooring. Stop, stop. If you came to moor your boat here, there would be no issue, sir. Yeah. Just go to yeah. your own mooring. Uh, what no number? This is 35. Really? Just go to your yes. own mooring. So what's the problem with 35? That you do not book this slot. Get away. So what if I have 35? Don't hit me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Fascinating. Karen's in the wild. Now, we highlight this social dynamic because naturally, uh, Karen's can be very dangerous. They make big deals out of small things to call the police. Sometimes they try to be aggressive and fight. It is what it is. This particular Karen uh, and her family of Karen's, uh, they are upset. Because a boat is parked, according to them, too close. Let's put up the graphic of this Karen in peak performance. Boom. You see, if you're going to be a Karen in life, aim to be this Karen. I'm not saying you need to be one. But I am saying if you don't do it right, do it good, damn it. And this is a good Karen, okay? Good as in bad. You get what I'm saying. All right, Morgan, Karens of the world. It's a reality. Yeah, I, I think she needs to find some meditation, yoga, whatever, just to find that inner peace. She seems yes. to have lost her way on that front. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. Okay, uh, there are a lot of people that have problems uh, just adhering to the rules of certain establishments. Uh, airplanes are governed by the federal government, it comes under their authority, uh, the FAA. And 
to fly, you have to wear a mask. And so, you know, flying is not a right. It's an opportunity, it's a privilege. So when you get on one of these planes, you already know when you buy your ticket, you gotta wear a mask. It says it on there, right? Okay, I got something for you. Double dose. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel free! Back off! I'm gonna tell there's an African American man threatening my life. Hello. We're, we're gonna take you off of the aircraft. Yep, you're gonna have to get off the aircraft, yeah, okay? And you're out there, yep. and I compliment you in that way. Much. She's a representative of the aircraft. They don't want you flying on their plane today, okay? So you're gonna have to get but off the aircraft. They made us wait and wait and wait. Yeah, that's the way it is. But right now I'm gonna and need you. And that's fine, and I will respect that. Okay, so I'm gonna need you to grab your bag and just and step off the aircraft. And I did not do aircraft. anything, actually. Disrespect. We'll talk about Disrespect. it outside. Disruptive. Besides, speak my mind. Okay. I know what I live in America, and that's what. Right, calm down. No, you know Listen that. Grab no, your bag. You know that. You know that. Give me another unit on the plane, please. If you really, if you are ever going to put hands on Grab me. your bag. No, I will grab my bag. But you know I'm going to sit here and sit up. Listen, no one's going to put you, their hands on you. All right, yeah, yeah, you grab won't. Grab your bag and yeah, just yeah, step yeah, off you here. Won't. Okay, but I need you to get up. No. Okay. You need me to get up? You may need me to get up, but you know what? I feel my need to do as a person, just like Jesus. You need to call. No, no, I'm gonna do what I need to do. I'm gonna say what I need to do. And if you, you're gonna do whatever you feel you need to do to me, right? So I'm gonna say what I am meant to say. No, to everybody. Stand up, man. Everybody is doing this. You're gonna get arrested if you do not stop. I'm already gonna get arrested. You're gonna get arrested if you don't stand up and get off the aircraft. Probably already gonna get. Do you want to get arrested? I really Then stand up and get off the aircraft. That's all you have to do. It's not about that, man. Okay. I'm gonna ask you one more time, and then I'm gonna have to put my hands on you. Now, damn it, Karen, you're not being thoughtful about folks that got connector flights. She's holding up the entire aircraft. It doesn't stop there. Now, realize this, the fact that she continues to argue and debate. I mean, if you're at an airport, you're basically inside of a police precinct. Almost everybody has arrest powers at an airport, okay? All right, here's what happened next. Asking you as a At this person. point, here's what's happening. They're gonna deplane the aircraft. I'm gonna take you off the that plane. That was already happening. Don't and you're going to jail. Just so no, you that know. That was already happening. It, it won't happen okay. if you get up and walk out with me right now. Yeah. But if you're not going to, trust yeah. that. Do you see how that's a threatening system? That's the way it that's is, man. That's not cool. Are you I gonna... wanna trust you. You wanna trust me? That's not healing. We're not healing. Yeah, get off that's the plane. Come on. Healing. Get off the plane. Can I trust you to not? Listen, have I touched you yet? I'm trying to get you off the aircraft. That's all we're trying to do. To do a control situation. If I get off the plane, you said you wouldn't arrest me. Go talk to the captain. Tell him we need to remove you. It really is. That's my fight. Like you need to. No, we're getting to the point where you're not expecting. You're not respecting my human rights as a constitution. That's not cool. I didn't do anything. I did anything. Up against the wall. You're gonna be close to handcuffs, okay? I see your phone. I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You really didn't. I talked back to you and I was calm. And you yeah, honestly acknowledged me for a moment right. and then you didn't. No, man. My producers actually shortened the video. She was there a very long time before the officers decided to arrest. And after the arrest, she feels betrayed by these cops. Here it is.
We didn't have time to be Why are you doing that? <laughs> See, you lied right there, man. You said if I got stop. up. Stop. No. Why stop. would I stop when you lie to me? How is anyone going to stop anything when you lie to them? You had your chance, ma'am. I had my chance. I you didn't you, even I give me a chance. I looked at you in your eyes, I and I knew you were lying to me. I have more video, by the way. Yep, the Karenicity in this one runs deep. But I want to highlight to you a social dynamic. Did the cops body slam her? Did they pull out their tasers? Did they threaten her with a gun? Did she get beaten? Were her rights violated? No. So it's possible for cops to do it the right way. Here's what happened next. Yeah, she's been, it's been a lot of talk. I had to pull her off an aircraft, so I don't know how she's gonna act now, but she's been chirping the whole time. So we'll see how it goes. All right, I, you step out. Are you going to comply you, with no, everybody? No, with you too, yes. Not with you, because you're a liar. Okay. No, he said he literally, the reason he, he has me arrested right now is why is you, you, you looked at me in my eyeballs. I looked at you outside of the plane before I ever went in there. You didn't have masks no. on. No, can I say something before anybody takes me out so that I can just say what I have to say? And then I can say what I have to say, and then that's, I, I will, I will do what y'all want me to do because I'm here now. I don't get, it doesn't matter about that. What matters is that you have an unjust officer that's abusing his power and you need to know that. Timothy, Timothy. Hi, hi, hi. Can I, can I talk to you? My mother's a social worker and you're about to like, really, because I, you, you made eye contact with me before I ever got on that plane. You acknowledged the fact that you weren't wearing a mask. Hey. And then you got on the plane, and then you made eye contact with me, and then you manipulated the situation. No, that's what happened. Like, I'm sorry, that's what happened. No, I'm, I'm not, not complaining, you guys. Y'all just... And, oh, you think he's cute? Oh, yeah, I thought he was cute, too. I thought he was cute, too. I looked in his eyeballs, and I thought he looked into my eyeballs, and then he abused that. Safe! Why is this We're keeping a guide here on Indisputable about new things we learn about the dynamic known as Karenicity. We have learned something new today. If you look into their eyeballs, <laughs> if you look into their eyeballs, they may think you're in a long-term relationship. <laughs> I'm sorry, Morgan, I try to get through that without laughing. All right, uh, poor woman having a bad day, but her Karenicity was thorough. Yeah, I mean, I actually have been on one of these plays recently where we couldn't take off because oh. there's some people in the back that just refuse to put on their masks. And it's crazy because 
Yeah, exactly what you started the segment off with. This isn't some kind of God-given right to be on an airplane. It's like, that's a privilege. The company's setting the terms of what that looks like and the government and you just gotta comply or don't get on the plane. And you're really gonna inconvenience a whole plane of people. And also all these flight attendants, I mean, my goodness, like what we're putting them through and this, this example here, it's just like, nobody's getting paid enough to deal with all of that. So folks just need to get it together. Yeah, and we also know, and I have to highlight this. If this would have been a black passenger acting this way, the patience and the the compassion and the tenderness that they showed to this woman would not have been applied the exact same way. Now I say that I know people will say, Rashad, you don't know that, Doc, you you don't know that. Well, I'm making an analysis based on the evidence that's available for review. That's what I'm doing here. All right. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We got a lot on the agenda. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Bo Karen, next TY2 reporter says, I'm gonna tell you, you're being disrespectful by screaming at you. That's right, that's the logic here. Greyhound Dragon, Karens are now on the high seas, look out. Craig Cray Souffle. Bon voyage, Cuckoo Karen. Greyhound Dragon, what is the deal with people and their need to get wasted before a flight? Yeah. Just Be Anti Racist says, Dr. Richie, this special Karen tried real hard to produce those white girl tears. Unfortunately, this just wasn't her day. It is okay. You know what? She'll catch somebody. She's going to be successful one of these days. All right. YouTube Super Chat. I Jedi says, too fast, Doc, too fast. Overdose of Karen. Burning the Kiwi Dragon. Uh, we now have Karen's on land, on sea, and in the air. <laughs> we all know what's next. Karen's in space. God. Brought to you by Trump's created Space Force that stole a symbol from Star Trek. I never, I never understood why he didn't get called out for where he stole the symbol from. Okay. Uh, Dark Angel Three says, "I met my first Karen in the wild recently. Glad I've <laughs> glad I've had plenty of research here to keep a cool head. It was actually kind of funny. All right, good for you. Uh, Glitteriest Lady Dread, look how she is holding and squeezing that dog. Yep, Ken Sire Mortal. At this point, anybody else would hear stop resisting, stop resisting over a drum beat." Yeah. All right. Um, Herschel Walker, all right, famed football player running for the US Senate out of the state of Georgia. Let's put up a picture uh, of Mr. Walker. There he is. You know him, people know him well. He's a Republican running on the GOP ticket, hand selected by Donald Trump. He calls Donald Trump a good friend. Well, Herschel Walker has a son who has decided to get involved in the political conversation. Christian Walker, who is son of Herschel Walker had this to say about politics. Here it is. Y'all said Joe Biden was gonna be the great unifier. This is divisive to my bank account and my hard earned money. Screw your unity. You think this is unifying? Just keeps going up, let's just keep going up. Joe Biden, this is Joe Biden for you. Family struggling to afford to get to work. That's unifying, that's bringing the nation together. Screw this. 
keep going, keep going. Democrats voted for this. Democrats voted for What the f***? <laughs> wait, wait, what? I know this is a joke. But I was, I was voting for the guy who was going to destroy America. You were paying $30 for gas under my guy. <laughs> I don't usually do this, involve the children of elected officials, but he involved himself. He is now proclaimed to be part of the political conversation. And I will take the opportunity to respond to his misguided policy rant. I do have more video, by the way, so stay tuned for this. Number one, if you voted for Democrats or voted for left-leaning policies, you voted for a more equitable society, a stronger economic ecosystem, affordable health care, affordable college and training programs. That's what you voted for, diversity in the workplace, equal pay for equal work, raising the minimum wage of workers, the back, the backbone of our economy is the American worker, never forget that. That's what you voted for, okay? Now, he goes on to say after he was criticized, because while he's making this rant, he has on a hoodie that costs $1,300 and he's putting gas in his Range Rover. While he's talking about, oh my God, struggling families, what are we going to do? Here's his response to people that called out the obvious about the fact that he in fact is simply playing games. Here it is. The Democrats don't like me because <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> I'm sorry that my parents were lazy on the couch all day waiting for handouts. I'm sorry that they built businesses and won championships. And now I can shop at Fendi and Givenchy. <laughs> I just hope one day people realize it's not my fault that we work hard and build things worthwhile. End scene. <laughs> Let's put up a picture of Herschel Walker. Christian Walker, you're not rich. Your dad is rich. You're spoiled. Your dad is rich. Okay? Now, there's a lot that I can go into here, but I would invite you to come on the program and debate me in the bullpen when you get an opportunity to, young man. We'd love to have you. Morgan, thoughts? Well, I would definitely tune into that debate. So let me know when that gets <laughs> scheduled. I mean, this kid unfortunately is emblematic of this far right takeover that is taking over our country and duping people into think, thinking that these folks are for them, right? So he takes a legitimate issue, which is higher gas prices that is impacting people who don't have a lot of money and even more middle class people of which he is not one of them and trying to use that as a political pawn to just rile up a base that is trying to really take down our country and make sure that the economy just continues to work for the ultra wealthy. It's disgusting. It is the exact same thing that we're facing in Ohio. The people that are in on the Republican side of this race for the Senate race, JD Vance, Josh Mandel, all these guys, multimillionaires that are claiming mm -hmm. to all be about standing up for working people. It's nonsense. And that's why we have to beat them. Farewell said, farewell said. Okay, uh, there's a school resource officer who decided to beat up a child inside of the classroom. Here's the video. The video has no sound, so I would narrate some of it. 
There's a dispute between the resource officer, who by the way is not a police officer, does not work for that jurisdiction, is a resource officer just inside of the school. Here's the first assault, okay? There's a school teacher there who does nothing about the first assault. Here's the second assault. You see, culture does that to a person, culture. You believe that badge and that uniform grants you special powers. Nobody would believe putting hands on a child like that would lead to a protected situation. Everyone believes if you do this, you will get arrested, except for that guy. He believed he was in the right. School resource officer has now been charged with assault of this high school student. The officer threw the student against the whiteboard, then pushed him to the ground. The incident transpired when the officer, who has yet to be identified by the way, entered a classroom and confronted a student. According to a news release from Superintendent James Henderson of Proviso Township High Schools District 209. The officer, according to the narrative, made demands of the student, proceeded to grab him, throw the student against the whiteboard and then restrain him. Henderson called the officer's actions an unprompted assault on a child who was not a threat to himself or anyone else. He was not combative, he was not engaging in any disruptive behavior. That's what the school's chief said, good for the chief. And I agree with that statement. The school staff quickly called the authorities on the officer. The officer was later arrested, so the officer has been charged. Now, here's another caveat to this story. The Illinois police, they got all upset at the media because they kept calling this guy a police officer. When in fact, he's a school resource officer and because People in the media just called him a police officer rather than a school resource officer. The Illinois police said he is not a police officer with our division, okay? Because I guess they were saying our cops would have gotten away with it. I don't know. Policing as a culture needs to be checked regardless of the distinction that makes no difference. This guy was a figure of authority with a gun and a badge and a uniform with policing ability. Does that fix it for you, Illinois? All right, Morgan, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's sad to see that kind of situation happen in an educational environment, right? I mean, we want our kids to be able to show up to school to learn and assault should never be on the table by someone who's getting paid by the school system. So, you know, we receive, you should be able to receive the proper training, handle situations as they arise, but a student getting assaulted while in a school building by an officer that is tasked with protection doesn't, doesn't seem like an outcome that reflects the values of what we should be seeking from our education systems. And I agree with everything you said. And let me go a step further because I remember what it was like teaching in the classroom. I'm a former high school teacher myself. That resource officer doesn't come in there unless you call them. That teacher, somebody inside of that room called that resource officer in. Here's the reality. We have gone over these statistics on Indisputable many times. The pipeline between classroom to prison is staggering for students period, in particular black and brown students. Anytime 
you call a resource officer, a cop who is at your school employed at the institution, you have to understand what you're calling into the room. You are calling into the room a gun. That's what you're calling into the room. You're calling into the room a person who has been trained to deal with people in a particular way. And sometimes they lack the humanity necessary to do the job. I know school resource officers. There are some that I have fellowship with in the city of Atlanta. For the most part, these are good people who look at their job as an opportunity to mentor and to guide, not to do that. So the culture has to change, even though in writing what this cop did was wrong. Culture would eat policy alive every day. It's not about the policy, it's about the person. And you gotta get new people in those positions in order to make something, in order to get change and transformation. A comedian, kind of, Jim Brewer, who has had an up and down comedic career. He now does comedy shows basically with Trump supporters. Here's his latest bit, here it is. You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face, it's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math, somebody say amen. You know what a cockatoo is? A cockatoo. And that, that's what everyone's become. Little cockatoos staring at the screen. Facts and figures, facts and figures. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. <laughs> trust the science, trust the science. Specialist, specialist, numbers going up, numbers going up. One mask, two masks, fascinated, double fa <laughs> Okay, now before you go judging this guy, he is employed, okay? That's something positive. And he used to make a living by making goat sounds. This is probably a lateral move here. Okay, uh, and he does not have to dedicate a lot of time to writing these jokes because he basically makes noises and says, Dr. Fauci facts and figures and conservatives find it hilarious. This guy has a great gig, Morgan. Well, one, I had to remind myself who he was. So that tells us a lot about <laughs> right. his uh, comedy career. Um, but no, I mean, this this is the, it's, it's, it's all fun and games until it starts leading to real dangerous threats for our government, for city elected officials, for people on the ground. And the fact that we have somebody that's making money off of this, it's, yeah, another, another sad reflection of where we're at. But we all got to mobilize and start to really fight for what we think this country should be about. That's right, because remember, while he's making jokes about it, at least 
of the population and a lot of Republican voters, they are now anti-fact. They are anti-truth, they are anti-science. And what happens in that environment? That environment allows for any deceit, manipulation or lie, not only to exist, but to thrive. So if you eliminate the barriers, the social barriers that we have had in place forever, forever in this country and outside of this country. If you start eliminating those common sense barriers, you can put a lie anywhere and people will believe it. And people have died. I mean, that's the other thing is making a joke out of COVID is disregarding the hundreds and thousands of lives that have been lost. So if that's a source of comedy for you, then I question where you are at right now and and your your connection to reality because that's that's appalling. Very well said. Um, How can people connect with you? Thank you for being on the show. Uh, You have a remarkable US Senate campaign. You're talking about the right things, you support the right initiatives. How can people support you and follow you? Check us out, morganharper.org is the website. And then on all social platforms, TikTok, IG, Twitter, MH4OH, MH number 4OH, Morgan Harper for Ohio. Come along, it's gonna be a fun ride. (laughs) Always good to see you, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, Let me remind everyone about aspiration, all right? Are you looking to offset your carbon footprint? And be more sustainable as an adult? Yes, you are. Aspiration card holders can partake in the Plant Your Change program. Double your impact by rounding up your change and planting an additional tree with every qualifying transaction. Very dope idea. If you already have an Aspiration Spend and Save account, just log into your profile, go to Manage and enable Plant Your Change. If not, if you're not an aspiration card holder, you can still plant your change. Sign up at aspiration.com forward slash TYT. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.